Hello and welcome to the second episode of the False Nineties podcast. We're back after a week away and we're better than before. Well, better than the first time. Uh, this week we have the top six race, the Mental Cup replays and the European ties for Scotland as well as Effie Ambrose's return to Scottish football. Leon's Moussa Dembele has been linked with Manchester United recently, but should United go through another Celtic great this decade, French Eddie? We talk refs, VAR and the European fixtures, and a deep look at the unknowns now toppling Red Bull Salzburg in Austria, and what the hell is Middlesbrough flop uh, Martin Braithwaite doing at Barcelona? And now we will start with uh, the Scotland in general. Uh, Marcus, this is your topic. Go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, what, just the fixtures from last weekend? The fixtures from last weekend, so we've got them up here. Um, okay, let's have a wee look. Uh, I watched, I didn't travel through to Kelly, but I watched the, the Hibs Kelly game with my dad, um, and uh, I don't have any fingerlings left, I'm biting them all off uh, that, <laughs> last, that last half hour. Um, yeah, we were, we've struggled at Rugby Park recently. Um, I think we've, last few times we've lost there. Yeah, I was there when it was the 3-0 the the last, se- last season, the lights went off. Uh, yeah. Um, they went off a quite a few times. Um, a few, yeah. <clears throat> no, a really good performance there. I didn't expect it. Makes it. to get what four points now, doesn't it? Uh, between uh, Hibs yeah. and sixth and Kelly and seventh. Yeah, we're looking really good. Um, if you told me under Heckenbottom at the start of the season we'd be pushing for Europe now, we're only five behind uh, Aberdeen Motherwell. I, you know, I, I would have been quite surprised. I mean, it's mad the turnaround at the club. I don't think Jack Ross has made. Yes, uh, it's not like yeah. We've not we've not been amazing but we've been winning games more regularly and we've just kind of slowly crept up the table he hasn't made that many changes but he has he has bought like a different style of football he's kind of bought in more of like a passing passing style of play we're uh, looking better going forward um i I think yeah the the hecky signings a lot of them have just taken time i think to adapt the game adam jackson's looking an absolute rock at the back joe newell's uh absolute machine in the midfield christian doy just scoring goals for fun as well it's all just clicking and i think the formation is helping out um as well uh, he's found uh, sort of the best way to fit all the midfielders yeah, we've the, got into the squad yeah. and Paul Hanlon's looking way more uh, comfortable at the back uh, and it really showed like the last half hour against Kelly they were really going at us and I thought for sure this will be yet another 2-2 but we stood sound and like I said Adam Jackson was absolutely fantastic really um, really happy with him and he was really close to leaving as well if Ryan Portress hadn't have been injured then he would have gone yeah. he would have been shipped off the boat and apparently so um yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy with that. It's a huge result for us um, in terms of the season. It really puts us in the driving seat for getting Europe. And I don't think Aberdeen or Motherwell are in the best of form right now, so we'll just need to see what happens. Um, yeah. Well, Hibs will face uh, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle at home in the next mm. round of the Scottish Cup. But we had some Scottish Cup games this week, and they were absolutely insane. Um yeah. We've got Motherwell 4, St Mirren 4, and then uh, Kilmarnock 3, Aberdeen 4. Um, any of you guys watch this? We've got. Um, I was watching the uh, obviously watching the, the Aberdeen and the goals tick through against Kilmarnock because obviously sitting pretty Kilmarnock thinking, oh, we've won this. Suddenly, late equaliser Aberdeen, extra time. Only for the last few minutes of extra time, three goals to be scored. In fact, in fact, the uh, it was one-one uh, at the full time. Then Brophy scored to make. Oh, sorry, Kennedy scored to make it two-one uh, to Aberdeen. Then Brophy scored, and then three goals in the last uh, five minutes. Uh, Kelly going three-two up through Kambamba. Then Cosgrove scoring a penalty in the hundred nineteenth, and a Johnson own goal in the one hundred twenty-first minute. Mm-hmm. 
sent Aberdeen through to the next round. Um, but the, the main game is, uh, we want to look at is the Motherwell St. Mirren game because Marcus, you were there at that one. Yeah, I've got a pal who's a, a big Motherwell fan and the tickets were only six quid. So I thought, oh, why not? I'll go through. It's a game of football. And uh, I got, uh, yeah, my, my six quid went a long way. I saw a really, um, a long way. I saw a really entertaining, <laughs> a really entertaining uh, game of football. Um, it was really weird. I think St Mirren completely dominated the first half, and then it was it was just flipped on its head. Uh, its head the second half. Well, they were no they way. were four one up at half time. Uh, two goals from Arbica and Hartley and goal and Foley. Um, they were four one up at half time, and I'm still seeing on, on Twitter uh, things saying that if I was a St Mirren fan, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost this game five four. And. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they still won. And it they was had looking that way. I was sure Motherwell were going to get the winner in the end. Uh, you know, um, they were looking that dominating the second half. It was really I couldn't really explain what happened. It's just both defenses were really weak, um, and one team turned up the second half, one team turned up the first half. It was really mad. The the extra time was a bit boring as well, but I they got no goals in extra time, yeah. which is yeah, surprising. Yeah. But, uh, Motherwell really unlucky in the end. I think um, they easily could have either team. Could have taken the well, advantage in the game. Two goals in two minutes through uh, Rolando Ahrens and Campbell as well in the 73rd and 74th mm. minutes. So to be fair, the equaliser was very lucky. It was kind of a. It looked like it was a ball. It was meant to be a ball in the middle, and then it just took a nick off a defender and then just sort of. Just off a really tabby, odd angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just a really odd angle, just snuck in in the end. But um, Well, with Motherwell out of the Scottish Cup now, does that make their chase for European football a lot more. Um, a lot easier, perhaps, do you think? Uh, no, considering that looking, Aberdeen and Hibs have still cut up in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, they're looking really poor right now, Motherwell, so I still wouldn't yeah, think they've that. slipped off quite a bit, haven't they? They've yeah. picked up really poor results <laughs> against really Ever since Stephen Robinson went on trial for the incident uh, <laughs> last yeah. Christmas. I wouldn't be surprised as well. We've got the Lanarkshire derby tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if Hamilton uh, did the yeah, job away there. From home, it's going to be a tough game. Hamilton always p- picking up these, these points every now and again against mm. teams you wouldn't expect them to, and then they end up staying up. So, yeah, I think Hamilton will just uh, just like about stay up maybe uh, a, again. A cockroach of a football club, you just can't get them down. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, yeah. Well, having watched Hamilton play recently, um, they didn't particularly impress me at all. But um, they just have that. They've got the fight in them, and uh, especially like I think I think it's a sort of boost of the Eagles a little bit to be up against such a sort of. You know, as a small club up against a, a kind of a bigger club with players on much higher wages in a relegation battle, um, it sort of, it, you know, they seem to just kind of enjoy themselves really when they played Hearts, um, last weekend, um, but yeah, I think I think it it'll be an excellent result if they manage to pick up points, get Mother Motherwell, even if it's a one-on draw. draw. Um, Motherwell really need to step it up a gear though. I think a lot of teams. Um, at Motherwell, Rangers included, have completely fallen off after the uh, winter break um, in their, their chase for top finishes in Europe, and mm. uh, in, in the Scottish League rather. Uh, talking about uh, Scottish teams in Europe, we had the two Europa League games um, during this week. Uh, Copenhagen hosted Celtic and uh, they drew 1-1, while Rangers... Uh, beat uh, Braga 3-2. Um, these are two results that 
on the end of it, are good for Scotland in a way. Um, yeah. Celtic have the coefficient. We've now, uh, I think it's two seasons' time, we've now got two Champions League spaces instead of just which one. Is, which so is excellent. Like, it's like, good. Like, Although we know which two teams it'll be in the end, so maybe not the best thing. It, it, could, it could be even like, better, better if, if, if these two teams advance themselves. Even then, the same way that like I think that I can't really say Hearts and Hibs and so on, but the like Aberdeen and so on try to anticipate Rangers and Celtic having an off season. I think smaller clubs um, like Livingston and so on try to anticipate when Hearts and Hibs have kind of poor seasons as yeah. well for those European spots, and that's why like clubs like Motherwell and even Kelly last season were able to have outstanding seasons. I mean, in my lifetime, I've watched um, Hearts finish above Rangers to get that uh, Champions League spot as well. So it's definitely possible, mm. um, and it's yeah, it's it's if it brings more exposure to the game, I think. Two Champions League spots is excellent, but I still think the amount of qualifying rounds that Scottish clubs have to go through is unbelievable. Yeah, and well, I think Celtic, as much as I hate to say it, they should be guaranteed a qualifying spot into the Europe at the group stages as soon as they oh yeah. win the league. It's the Champions League, and I think um, Champions of be, Scotland. And yeah, it should be the Champions the of every league. Potentially fifth stage. place team in England league, apparently. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's freaking <laughs> that. That's um, with Man City also. Uh, yeah. being suspended for the next two years yeah. but, um, I mean all the Europa League results just briefly because uh, they're controversial but I think a 1-1 away to Copenhagen is a better result than well, being Braga 3-2 at home I mean it's you also have the away goal you have the away goal yeah so. and it'll be a, you know as long as you can kind of Stay fine Rangers still need to go to Braga as well. They, yeah. They've got, That's, yeah, they've, they've got the tough choice. It's tougher to go away than it is to, to go away. Exactly. Uh, a, one, a, one, a sneaky 1-0 home game for Braga where they just sit back. They score an early goal, sit back the whole game, mm-hmm. knocks Rangers out. Yeah, a, a brilliant game of football as well. Speaking of like uh, high-scoring comebacks and so on recently, like um, Braga played really well actually throughout most of the game but really struggled with balls over the top Route 1 Scottish football at its finest and I think Jeremy um, made the, he made the right subs at the right time as well yeah. um, Aribo really changed the game uh, Aribo, fantastic goal uh, where does this guy play he's like playing left back he can play centre forward centre mid yeah. so he's unbelievable he's a really versatile as well. talented young player Hadji, he was an excellent signing I, th- I expect Rangers to be making that calibre signing if they're going to compete in the latest stages of Europe and so on so, so just know he's alone but they have an option to buy for because he scored was his, his, that's his third goal for the club already yes um, with his second and third goal for the club uh, would, if they exercise that uh, the right to buy their, their option to buy if they can afford it yeah, yeah well I mean they've still got well, another five million to pay for Ryan Kent so oh well we'll see we'll if, see. if they exercise that right to buy he is a player that is probably a bit better than Scotland at the moment as he is, so uh, it he's, also depends if they decide to depart with uh, Morelos in the summer. Though, like as I much as I think way. his value is extremely overstated, um, I think any club stupid enough to pay ten million onwards for Morelos, that's easy a good return and uh, can make space to invest in places like yeah. Hadji and so on. I think Hadji is um, one of those players that he's got an off spell in him. Although as well. if they if they lose Morelos, they're in big trouble because Defoe needs. Um, Defoe he's, he's only getting. He's about ninety-eight, Cam- so he's Campbelli is not. Good enough. He's, for he's not Rangers quality. No. Um, Canberra wasn't even good enough for Hibs this season. He came off the You're bench. Yeah, he came yeah. off the bench actually and did nothing again. It made little impact on the game against um, against Braga. They're not the only team to beat Braga in Europe, by the way. Uh, 2004, uh, my youngest experience with Hearts in the UEFA Cup uh, beat Braga 3-1. Craig Levine's Murrayfield <laughs> 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 and then 2-2 in the second leg. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, 
a good result for Rangers, great comeback. Mm. Uh, good half, lovely goals, so like from both sides. Haggy's um, first, Haggy's yeah. first, the, oh, the, the left foot just off the post, you know, really good goal. Um, so from the skip it from Braga as well, it's good for Even Aribo's goal where he skips around like five players, a really good, mm. yeah, good quality goal. You get your money's worth watching the game at least. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. I think a Rangers mate told me it was like, what, 35 quid for a ticket? It's still a, it's a knockout Europa League tie. I mean, mm. we're, so. we're paying £30 to watch Rangers put us out the Scottish Cup next. I've, I've paid 50 for the last old firm. Yeah, so. wow, Christ, that's. Yeah. Um, so, with the result, Brian would turn it off and see it as a comeback from the Rangers and Celtic. With that away goal, do you think that both teams have a chance to advance? Well, or Celtic Park's a fortress at the moment, so there's there's a hope that we could just sh- shut them out, sit tight, and just hope Edward does his magic and carries us through. Because uh, he is our shining light in Europe. I mean, he's on his I think his tenth European goal there in the last match, in ten ten and twenty or something with seven assists. I think Celtic will be too strong for him at Parkhead. Um, I don't see any way past for Copenhagen, really. Uh, it looked like Celtic were the better team in that first tie as well, just unlucky. Yeah, it, it was so. Elderwood's goal who opened the scoring, and then former Hull and Sunderland striker Dave Ndoy uh, got the equaliser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, Rangers will travel to Braga next Thursday. It, it would be tough for them because Braga have had a very good run of form recently. Uh, they have dropped off in the last And they've already games, proved that they can absolutely carve Rangers open as well. Um, so all they need to do is sort of the defence and then I think they're fine. As you said, maybe a cheeky 1-0 win, sit yeah. back and Jose Mourinho style like, set it out. Password That's that. a stadium I'd really like to go to as well. Yeah, you see they've just got the cliff edge at you know, where I stand. Yeah. It looks really cool. Um, so we will be heading into a quick break now but first we will do our first of quiz questions which is uh, which two which clubs have both Ibrahimovic Zlatan Ibrahimovic and David Beckham both played for they didn't have to play for the club at the same time but which how many clubs have they both played for and uh, extra points uh, which teams were they So the question was, um, which clubs have both Ibrahimovic and David Beckham played for, or how many clubs have they played for? Can you got the answer? Okay, are we, how are we going to do this? Are we going to go one by one? Or is, it one, like, by one? is it like clubs they've combined played for, or yeah, clubs com- they've shared? Clubs like, they've shared, yeah. So. Oh wait, at the same time? Not at the same time, oh, Okay. No. Oh no, you did say, okay. 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 Um, so how many? Four? Okay. Oh, let's guess how many. Oh, uh, I would say, yeah, three, four. Three is my answer. It is four. Oh, Can man. you name them, Andy? Uh, AC Milan, PSG, uh, Man United, LA Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about LA Galaxy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I so forgot about PSG. But. Move on yeah. now to the uh, Moussa Dembele and uh, Odison Edwards. So Edwards scored uh, on Thursday night against uh, Copenhagen um, and Moussa Dembele has been linked at the moment he's been Leon's pretty much only shining star this season um, with them selling both uh, Tango and Dombele and Nabil Fakir in the summer Dembele's pretty much been their only decent player in a poor season so far yeah I mean they're sitting mid mid table 10th 11th right now and 
have almost a third of their goals being scored or assisted by Moussa Dembele. So yeah. he is he's gone on to to ca- carry the side really, which I mean he was. We we know he's capable of from his time at Celtic, where he was a notorious hunt scalper, and uh, although his record against the Huns almost as almost similar to Edward uh, French Eddie, you know six six and six two assists as opposed to seven and eight four assists for Dembele. Um, so the debate has always been uh, obviously United are looking to cash in on Moussa Dembele, pay up to upwards of sixty million for him when. They could have just cut the chase out, signed him from Scotland for twenty million. So why don't clubs sign players straight from Scotland? Well, the thing is, Liverpool didn't sign Virgil Van Dijk straight from Celtic. They went to Southampton first because I think clubs in England and elsewhere do think that maybe um, that players that play in Scotland aren't being tested enough. Especially if they're playing for Celtic, who are winning the league almost every season. Um, I don't think they're being tested they, the clubs don't think they're being tested enough so they wait until they make the next move and then they move to the big well, club I mean, afterwards in terms of it's obviously Celtic playing in Europe they've got players playing in Europe I mean Edward this season alone has scored 10 goals in Europe I mean that's more than Aubameyang that's more than Lionel Messi that's it's like big numbers uh, well sorry he's contributed to 10 goals he's got um, 7 goals 3 assists this season in Europe so which is just huge amounts, and uh, so I don't know if they're just not sending scouts to Celtic games because we see if players are getting snapped up, which I hope Edward at least stays for the ten, which he probably won't. But uh, if players get snapped up, then they they're they're getting snapped up by clubs from these big leagues that aren't maybe the top clubs. So, and then from there they're going on to the bigger clubs obviously like, like Southampton and Lyon well, so called yeah. bigger clubs I wouldn't say Southampton's a bigger club no, no, it was no, no, no. they moved from Celtic to Lyon and Southampton yeah. and then, then then on to the, to the, the top, top hasn't moved on yet, but, yeah. um, well, to go I wonder on. if they see um, Celtic and Rangers getting past the next round of the Europa League I wonder if that, that's what it would take for well Morelos is the top scorer in Europa League this season yeah. no I wonder if this is a season where English fans finally start to give a bit of respect to well, football Liverpool obviously have a habit of signing not necessarily signing from smaller clubs mm-hmm. just signing from their own Premier League rivals yeah. uh, obviously Mane Sadio Mane came from well, Red Bull Salzburg to Southampton oh yeah Salzburg to Southampton yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy, Robertson well. uh, yeah. Andy Robertson went down to United Hall yeah. Then. Yeah. again yeah. not overlooked when he was in the Scottish League mm. so this is quite quite a gap. I don't know if Scotland needs to get their their brand out there, or no one could be our setting scouts north of the border. But it's probably cheaper to send scouts more yeah, than they are to send a, we- them to. a wealth of talent from all twelve teams in the league, well, eleven teams in the league. Um, not Hamilton <laughs> or Hearts. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're selling too many players this summer. Hamilton have produced good players. Well, they've had yeah. decent players. Like Ali Crawford and that recently. Yeah. Greg not, not top of the yeah. level, but. And they've yeah they've they've made they've had some decent players every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, even David Templeton went to Burton, but now he's back now. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of good young talents coming out of Scotland though that are being picked up by English clubs. Like I, I can't remember his name, left back Krakili, a uh, 17 year old signed for Man City I think recently. Oh um, yes, I saw that. I can't remember his name. Staved off some uh, some interest for Aaron Hickey from uh, from Man City and so on as well. Obviously, same age, same position. Um, and you've had, uh, according to Rangers fans, you had a PSG and 
Real Madrid looking at Morelos apparently. So Barcelona, <laughs> Barcelona paying two hundred million for Morelos apparently is on. So well, they yeah. they did put a bit. They apparently did put a bid in one hundred million for Richarlison. So oh, and they well, have just paid them. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll twenty million to, euros. Yeah, say, we'll get on to Barcelona, but their their entire club structure at the moment is a shambles. Yeah. A shambles. It's just panicking for when Messi inevitably retires. They're just. Who can we shell money on that will maybe perform almost as good as he does? And they recently just miss the target been, every time. Yeah, recently they've been kind of shipping him out the door a little bit, though. They've sort of been. Um, 100 million Coutinho to farm him out on loan. Yeah. Liam Smith was that uh, Kilmarnock left back who's gone uh, to Manchester yeah, yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a few other players as well, but uh, Marcus was saying uh, uh, before we were recording that. Norway has the same population as Scotland. Yeah, and Norway, five million. Yeah, and Nor- they're producing some outstanding young you players. Look right at now. Croatia in the World Cup. Like, yeah. get they've got to a final. final yeah, they, they they got even less, even smaller population than Scotland. And yeah. about I mean, million, Iceland yeah. have the same population as Coventry. They got to a World yeah. Cup. So, yeah. so the SFE. Um, I think yeah, I think there's a yeah. lot of room for improvement, in, uh, as you were saying, in the SFE's infrastructure and so on. And um, uh, I think the. There's a lot of good young talents coming out recently uh, that I'm promised by. Uh, even guys that are kind of hitting their prime, sort of like, <laughs> I think they've missed their window. Uh, guys like Sur and McKenna and so on to get big money I think moves. Players like like surely anybody would be better up front for us than Ollie McBurney, who yeah. isn't yeah. even Scottish. Uh, Callum Patterson wants to play up front, but um, I, th- I mean, like, we put him there in a relegation battle and then moved him back to right back as soon as we signed Scotland probably a real striker. They're probably their, their choice would be Lawrence Shanklin, but he's a championship striker. And yeah, well, surprising to get a move in January, yeah. I mean, Celtic, I think if they have to cash it on Edward or um, maybe Griffith's leaves or something, I think, I think yeah. they'll probably go in for Shanklin. His allegiances are to Rangers, though, right? I mean, although that's yeah, so, I mean, so if, 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 if Celtic or Rangers come calling, you go. It's not stopped yeah. some people in the yeah. past. Like, Greg Taylor's a Rangers fan as well. I'm I think sure. either, either club. If either old firm yeah, comes, club comes calling, you usually take the team. Or maybe he'll, comes he'll for head down to England, possibly, or to. That would be a waste, I think. Like, I'm just looking at guys like Jason Cummins that jumped from the Championship to England and have, like. Not really, uh, although get two goals against Liverpool recently. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think he, he should stay in Scotland. I think uh, if he can get a move to an old farm team, even like Dundee United's an exciting prospect at the moment. So I think maybe Robbie stay with them and see what they do. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they're playing well enough right now. He's getting good wages there as well. Like, yeah. I think he's the most paid, highest paid player outside of the old farm yeah, at the moment. I wouldn't so. be surprised by that. No, I, I reckon. Uh, when they get promoted, because it's it's um, it's inevitable. It's inevitable when they do get promoted. I reckon they could sit around mid table just like Livingston have done uh, in the past. Um, yeah. And Ross County were looking good for a lot. They were in top half, top six, I think, uh, most of the season. So I reckon Dundee United are strong enough to do that as well. Um, especially if they keep hold of Shanklin, which yeah. I mean we'll need to see. Obviously, if Celtic go in for him. But, but in regards to Scotland, I'd rather Scotland just played players um, from the right positions, even if they're at a lower level. But songs are on a good run of form. I don't, I'd rather us mm. take a chance on Shanklin than uh, put someone out of position like Matt Phillips or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. at a higher level and uh, yeah. and has more international caps and experience, but um, doesn't he's not a striker. He's, <laughs> and, and he's, he's, like, he's not the one who's... Even Jason Cummins, I would have given a shout oh, out. Yeah. There's, like, a, there's also the fact that we let Martin Boyle go to Australia when yeah. he's easily good enough for Scotland's yeah. board. So uh, the thing is, he's good at... He's, Australia were a better side than Scotland. And Harry Sutter he's, he's, he's playing yeah. for Australia pretty much on a regular basis when he's yeah, not injured. Yeah. So 
if he's good enough to play starting for Australia, then why isn't he good enough to, to play for Scotland? Yes, if he because he doesn't play because he's, he's not old firm. Yeah, or, he's yeah. not an old firm player or a Premier League player. The SFA need to get their heads out of Glasgow and look at the rest of the country. I think that's um, probably recently. Why. And to be fair, I think Steve Clark's been uh, well, they say that's changing. Why this he's been much better. That's in that, why yeah. he got Steve Clark in the first place. He's looked at Scotland other clubs. Uh, even like uh, David Turnbull, when he's back fit, I'd give him a start. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be. He looks like a really good. Be. Yeah, he that he's been recovered for that operation slash injury for yeah. months now. And like uh, they've done players players like Alan Campbell. There's a few Ryan Porteous, Alan Campbell. You know John Suter plays like those. Uh, even Eamon Brophy, I think, um, who he already has a Scotland cap and Porteous sure, so. as well, definitely. Porteous, absolutely. Yeah, Porteous is uh, I the killing contingent at the back. Uh, well, well, and, and Hibs. And Hibs. But no, Porteous easily uh, is going to be Hibs captain one day and possibly. Speaking he, of which, yeah. do you think O'Donnell will uh, get his move elsewhere in the summer? Because he's, he's running out his contract, isn't he? I don't think he is actually good enough to play for the old firm, so I think he's more Hibs or yeah, Hibs. Yeah, I was thinking about I reckon Aberdeen. Aberdeen will be looking for defence. If they want to ship off Shea Logan, um, yeah. then they could look at O'Donnell. Scott McKenna will be going as well, definitely. Uh, uh, they yeah. should have. They should have punted. They should have bit the hand yeah. off whoever. Because his valuation will go down. He'll be getting punted you know. in the summer for less than he would last summer. And even this way, they might as well just keep him. But like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's whether they want to take that money and invest in younger players. Or, um, I say Stuart Finlay as well uh, at Hibs I'd take a punt on him yeah. uh, I think he's a really good defender he's a bit dirty and rash at times but he's only um, still a bit like Porteous um, yeah uh, so it's the next break coming up now um, so our question for the break is name any of the top scorers at the 2010 World Cup they scored five goals but there are four of them name just one of them So the question during this break was name any of the of the four top scorers at the 2010 World Cup. Um, you know, I'll go first. Uh, David Villa. Yeah. I was going to say David Villa. I was going to say David Villa. As well. <laughs> you also got. Uh, Did you name any of the other? Can I say uh, Fernando Torres? No. no. Thomas Muller. Uh, Tossler, yeah. Oh man. Who's the the Uruguay boy? Oh, oh, Diego Forlan. Yeah. And Wesley Schneider. Yeah, you got all four. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> that is. Schneider with five. That was there's, four, there's four, but they scored five goals. How right, many right. did Fernando Torres get that tournament? Uh, three, I think. Well, that's hardly top scorer material. Well, <laughs> five isn't really that much yeah. better, but there was forty of well, players tied on that. Oh well. So we will head on to. Uh, European fixtures, uh, so we had in the Champions League, Atalanta beat Valencia by four goals to one, while well, Tottenham Hotspur lost at home 1-0 to <laughs> RB Leipzig. Shut up. <laughs> uh, in the Europa League, we also had uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, they beat Salzburg 4-1, Club Bruges drew one all with one Manchester United, obviously we've touched on Copenhagen versus Celtic. Hitafe beat Ajax two goals to nil, Ludogorets uh, into a... Uh, Inter won that 2-0 Shakhtar beat Benfica 2-1 Sporting beat Istanbul for Shakhtar 3-1 Cluj drew 1-1 with Sevilla Nic- uh, Basel beat Nicosia 3 goals to nil away from home Azen Elkmar drew 1-1 with Lask uh, Bayer Leverkusen uh, beat Porto 2 goals to 1 Arsenal beat Olympiakos away from home 1-0 Rangers we've touched on beating Braga Roma beat Ghent 1-0 
Wolfsburg beat Manuel 2-1 and Wolves beat Espanyol 4-0. There's a lot of results there. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Was that the biggest more. winning margin, Wolves, Espanyol? Uh, uh, yeah, 4-0. Um, Espanyol have had a poor... Uh, they've been good in the Europa League, but they've been poor... Well, so far they've been good in the Europa League in the group stage, but they've mm. been poor. They're in the bottom of Liga at the moment. Rock so bottom. Rock bottom, Ooh. yeah. You don't really um, want a European campaign if you're rock bottom. Exactly, right? yeah. So... That's that's basically what their focus has been. They didn't have their uh, main striker that they signed during the they ju- signed um, now the Thomas from Benfica during the window. He didn't play at the weekend. I'm not sure if he played in this game as well. So it's worrying times for Espanyol. You've seen Neves has goal in that game as well. I Probably haven't, I haven't seen the highs yeah. in that one yet. But Hota got a hat trick, didn't he? Hota hat trick. Yeah, he's got he's something else. He's cut from a different. Slightly. Got a Wolves got a hat-trick against Bad United last season as well, didn't he? Are Wolves just one of the favourites for the Europa League then? Um, so we can make our predictions on who you think yeah. of. Well, obviously, I'd like Man United to win it. Obviously, yeah, you've got you've got Man United and Arsenal in there as well, who Arsenal yeah. got a finalist last year. Um, possibly might not do as well, but they'd have, they did win away from home at Olympiacos. It's not a good... Not an easy, easy place to get a win. Yeah, I have a wee soft spot for Ajax as well, but unfortunately, I think they're just too inconsistent this season. I think but they're two nils to Hitafe. Hitafe are doing a third in La Liga at the moment. They are doing so. very well in La Liga, but still, I'd expect Ajax yeah, to Ajax beat them. Haven't dominated this season like they did last season. Yeah, Obviously, definitely. they walked the league. Yeah, thumped whoever it was in the cup final. Like uh, they played uh, a Villain Tfei. Villain Villain Yeah, yeah they uh, they've not got. Um, just not because I think they're still in the title race final they, the they are and they're top, be, Alkmaar were top for a while they're still um, going to be uh, weaker next uh, next season as yeah. well they've already sold Onana and ZX oh yeah, yeah. ZX who's Onana Onana's Onana I'm pretty sure Onana's no he hasn't gone yet but he has been linked with Oh, Chelsea. Okay. I would say, although the rumours are recently that Nick Pope's coming to Chelsea, so I, I, I don't know oh, if there's well, much okay. substance in Onana. Onana I think players like Onana take him over and Van der Beek will be off as well, I'm pretty sure. Van der Beek was linked with Real Madrid and Spurs during yeah. the, the summer window just gone. I think Ajax are going to need to go undergo a wee period of... Uh, I think rebuild. Inter have a great chance of winning uh, the Europa League, actually. Um, I think the Con- the Conte has come out and said that he doesn't want to focus on Europa League obviously because he's yeah. got in the Serie A title I mean, yeah, yeah, but you can only once they're in like the you know the latter stages of it there's only so much you can go before yeah. you're saying oh we, we might as well give this a shot and yeah well we know Juventus could compete on two fronts obviously they're able to win the uh, the Serie A and focus on the, focus the Champions League get to the well. Champions League final they've had two finals or one final, two finals, uh, 2015 and 20, it was the final the one, one with the Manzuka, 2017, yeah, yeah. The one with Manzuka overhead kick. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, Cardiff 2017, Cardiff, I think. Cardiff, yeah, yeah 2017. Um, but then, uh, obviously, Lazio are now out, so they got solely focused on the title race, so Inter, Inter probably got the hardest challenge yeah. to win the title. Really tough for them. I think as well, Conte's European record has never been anything too to special to go by either. Uh, yeah. so. And Ludogorets are hardly a tough opposition for them yeah. as well. Once they play teams like... Uh, Frankfurt or you know Man United, uh, Celtic like that it'd be hard for them. Yeah, the last club Conte knocked out for for when Conte was manager of an Italian side, but he was Juventus manager. Mm-hmm. The last club he knocked out in the knockout stages of European tournament was when he knocked Celtic out in the 2012 edition of the Champions wow. League. Four nil in aggregate for a top manager. That's you know he did really well against Barca though with Chelsea. Um, yeah. they we got quite unlucky second round, yeah. uh, the second uh, leg. 
Well, uh, we'll talk about Eintracht Frankfurt and Red Bull Salzburg. Um, both teams, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt had a wonderful season in the Europa League last season, getting to the semi-finals. Mm. They've lost some of their good players. Ante Rebic has gone to Milan. Uh, Luka Jovic went to Real Madrid. And the same thing has kind of happened with Salzburg this January, with Erling Blatt Haaland going to Dortmund and uh, Takumi Minamino going to Liverpool. These Salzburg haven't... They've lo- they lost their kind of... It was it was a, a top of the table. Goals. They lost a top of the table clash against Lask uh, last Friday, and they obviously lost this game as well. As Salzburg, they kind of they'll be going through a transition under, under Jesse Marsh. Um, mm. This is something that obviously Frankfurt went through over the summer, and we've seen that Frankfurt have won this one. They're starting to pick up though, Frankfurt, especially in the Bundesliga as well. They were sitting around tenth, ninth, tenth for a long time, and now. They're Pushing up the table a wee bit, so it's only natural that their their forms carry yeah. over to Europe, and especially against Salzburg, that are now lacking a few key players. Yeah, I, I think as well these are these are two teams who are different stages after their best players have left. Yeah, Frankfurt have had six months since some of their best players have left. Salzburg, it's only been this is their second game yeah. since since those two I players left. Way, so. I can't see any way out. Four-one um, going into the next leg. Uh, I can't see any way out for so Salzburg. Yeah, Salzburg have got the away goals. So. Nah, nah, uh, well, I can see uh, Frankfurt will score in a goal as well easily. Yeah, Frankfurt cashed in on their best players as well, much exactly. more effectively. Salzburg was it seven million for Minamino and twenty eighteen, 18, 18 for, for Haaland. Haaland. So as opposed to a lot of money for Jovic alone was sixty one million pounds. Yeah, so that's yeah. twenty five million, which is quite a lot for the Austrian. Uh, League, but still, there's just more selling value if you're playing in the Bundesliga. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as club, uh, we had Club Blue versus Manchester United, a one-all draw. Marcus is a resident Manchester United fan. Uh, yeah, right now it's not. It's not that fun. Uh, see, just going off of off the back of beating Chelsea, Oli does this where we have an absolute blinder against the top six team, and then our whole fan base gets on the bandwagon of oh, we're we're back, you know, and uh, then we have a disappointing result. Um, They've still got the advantage with the away goal, and as well, the game against Chelsea was only three days before. I guess, but so. Old Trafford just isn't the fortress it used to be. Uh, uh, any team can kind of turn up and, and do a job at us there. It's not like with self. Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. I don't know the other three teams. The other two teams. Hungary. No. Oh, really? The Netherlands. No. No. Was it? Hold on. Was it some country that doesn't exist now, like Czechoslovakia? No, it's uh, World Cup '98. There's gonna be be another European team in there. There's a South American team. Yeah. Do you want to go through them? Didn't they play Peru? Austria. No, it was Brazil, Norway, and Morocco. Oh wow. They drew one-one with Norway, lost two-one against Brazil, and lost three-nil against Morocco. Um, I wanted to talk about Lask. I mentioned them earlier. They've got the one all draw with um, AZ Alkmaar. They also beat Red Bull Salzburg in the league uh, at Salzburg to go top of the league in Austria. Um, this is something, this is basically a, it's a fairy tale story for, for the club who only two, uh, three years ago were in the second division. Um, their biggest ever signing was this summer for 5,000. Euros. This is they're a team that, it, for all intents and purposes, should be a mid-table Austrian side, but they're actually um, obviously now top of the Bundesliga. Um, 
They beat Red Bull Salzburg at home. The first time Salzburg have lost a game at home, a domestic game at home, since November 2016. Um, and a, a fun fact with that is that the same day that happened, um, Lask beat Austria Lustenau to go top of the second division uh, away from home, and they ended up winning the league. Um, the split is coming up in Austria. Um, got the table up here. It, the 12 team table issue. We've got the top six and the bottom six. Oh, One thing work the same way as the Scottish league. It's slightly different to Scotland in that the points totals are halved before they go into the split. What if you have a, well, what if you have an odd odd number of points? I think I think it. Rounds, yeah, you get half a point. I think it rounds some way or the other. I can't remember, yeah. but. Um, so if you see Red Bull Salzburg are there with 44 points, they'll half that to 22. Oh, the goal difference is immaculate for Red Bull. Yeah, they've got 47. Obviously, that's mainly just for Erling Haaland. Um, even if you look at Lask's players, the, some of them, the, but they haven't made any international appearances. These are players that are just players, but they're still the top of the league. Um, Sami Tete hasn't made an appearance since the... Uh, 2017 third place playoff of the African Cup of Nations. James Holland hasn't made an Australia appearance since just after the 2014 World Cup. Gunnar Trauner has one inter- international Austria appearance. Peter Mishur doesn't have any. Thomas Goykina has just one. Alexander Schlager, who probably will be Austria's first choice at the Euros, has just one um, international appearance. Um, yeah, it will be uh, Austria's first choice, probably. Um, because the other contenders are Jörg Stiebenhauer of Graz, Pavel Pervan of Wolfsburg, the German Wolfsburg, not the really Austrian one. Wolfsburg with an E? Yeah. Wolfsburg, with, Wolfsburg with a U is where uh, Pavel Pervan plays for, Wolfsburg. and then Cesar Stankovic of Salzburg. Um, as well, the manager isn't really someone who you would expect to be top of the league. These are uh, Valerian Ishmael, one thir- 132 days as Nuremberg coach, 1 4 15. 31, 131 days as Wolfsburg in Germany coach, won 6 of 17, and then uh, only 61 days as Apollon Simiris coach and lost their own, his only game. It's just the club in general. They, they play attacking, pressing football. They're um, highest in possession one in the... Uh, thir- well, one of the highest of possession one in the final third, final third in both the Austrian League and the Euro- uh, Europa League. This someone who presses high... They get a lot of chances. They get a lot of. They're very solid in defence as well. Um, there are someone who really look out for on the European stage. Obviously, got the second leg against uh, Alkmaar coming up. Um, I've just learned more about the Austrian league in the fast in the last five minutes than I had in my whole life. So. Yeah, this is this yeah. is me listening to the other Bundesliga podcasts on repeat for a lot. Yeah. Of, so although I, I'm next year, I'm going to be moving to Austria for three months. So, so I guess I'm going to have to uh, learn a bit more about the league. Where, yeah, where, where about you headed to? Uh, Vienna. So Ooh. my team's going to be Rapids because they're in green. So oh, it's green and white. So and they beat Rangers last season. Yeah, <laughs> and they beat Rangers. That's more more of the reason to support. They them, are so. rapid. Uh, obviously, when the points total is half, that point that point difference between Lask and Rapid Vienna from 10 goes down to 5 so they could be in a shout for the title as well as well as Wolfsburg uh, probably not Stone Brats but it's pretty much yeah. between Red Bull and Lask they've still got quite, quite a ways to go though because they've only played 19 games each yeah so they've got a few games left before the split I think it's three more games before the split and then okay. they go into the split afterwards and hopefully go well, to they don't nearly have many games off in Scotland yeah yeah so hopefully um I'll be going to a last game or a game in Austria when I go to uh, Vienna in 
Yeah. So there's a team called Flyer Alarm. Admiral. Yes, that's Admiral. I think that's Ridley. a funny name. Yeah, you've got WSG Vattens who are sponsored by um, Shvakovsky, the okay. watchmakers. Oh, yeah. So you've got a lot of oh. weird teams as well. Obviously, you've got Red Bull as well. So it's Flyer Alarm are a... I can't remember what they do, but they are, they're a company that sponsored both Admira, uh, Vakim, Rudling, and uh, Wurzburger Kickers in the German Dreiweg. Um, we also want to talk about as well is the Martin Braithwaite signing. Oh, man. Um, um, Barcelona have been doing this for ages where they've just had really odd transfer policy. Um, well, yeah. the, the thing is, they didn't even sign him in the window. They got special oh, dispensation from uh, the Liga because of their injury to uh, Usman Dembele. Um, they got special dispensation from La Liga. It's a Liga rule to sign a player if your player is out for more like, than five months. Would a team like Leganes or someone honestly get that kind of treatment? Um... Possibly, but Leganes, they sold uh, one of their strikers in January to Sevilla and then they sold Martin Braithwaite because they don't have an option to say no because all players in Spain have buyout clauses. It's the way yeah, that okay. Spanish, Spanish law works. So they can't really so do anything about it. A lot it. of teams, oh, a lot of, lot of, there's a lot of journeymen players that just play exclusively in Spain up and down the leagues for about 10 different clubs because yeah. they just constantly have their buyout clauses take in and move to a club then the next season if it's not worked out the thing is as well is that the Gannis can't replace Braithwaite or um, Enesiri who they sold in January because the point, like, the point was like, they can't get a lower team like like Leganes or or you know anyone would they get the same treatment as Barcelona in that, in that well, the, it's, a, it's a legal rule you have to, a legal rule you have to apply for it and but okay. it hasn't really happened that much um, you just googling if it has I'm, I'm googling our Liga table just now, so we have a point of reference. Yeah, it's it's practically doomed, like Leganos to to go down. This well, yeah, yeah, because oh, they're not supposed yeah. to be the two strikers. They are bottom of the league to join with points. Um, yeah, they're going down. The, the, both of them are probably destined for relegation. The thing is, Martin Braithwaite of all players, um, obviously they had to only sign a player from La Liga or from a, a free agent. Yeah. But Martin Braithwaite is a player who flopped at Middlesbrough. Um, he had disagreements with the purest. He scored nine and forty at the club. He's, a str- he's meant to be a striker. Um, he scored did score thirteen and forty eight at Leganes. Scored eight this season already. Um, and yet he's at Barcelona. Uh, I think I don't understand why Barcelona have had to make this signing as well. Well, with Luis Suarez out and Dembele out for the rest of the season, yeah. like they're, they're crippled for, for strikers I mean, at the moment. They're panicked because they're in second behind Madrid. They've, they've got a worse goal difference. They've got um, they've been losing far more games. Ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, they've got a worse pickle difference, yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah but, but yeah, they, I think they're just panicked. Uh, obviously, Real Madrid have had a few breakout stars this campaign, like Federico Valverde and stuff. Yeah. And, Barcelona, a lot of their players are well, performing below. They've had coming through as well. They've, so they've performed below expectation. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you obviously without uh, Braithwaite, the only three attacking options they had were um, Fatty, Griezmann, and Messi. But Griezmann's been subpar. Griezmann, yeah. he's still scored quite a few goals, but obviously doesn't really lift up to Barcelona's expectations. He's one hundred sixty million. You'd yes. expect him yeah. to score. He was a terrible signing for Barcelona. Yeah. It, he doesn't fit into any logical system of theirs at all yeah. um, he, he's they like I, I didn't really know what they were 
recruiting him for because he wasn't going to immediately take Luis Suarez's place. Um, he doesn't like playing on the wings yeah, either. Just hanging around um, the squad. He, they, yeah. they, there was value for money elsewhere. Uh, you know, they, if he's they needed a striker, they should have went for Martinez in the summer. He's just, well. he's just there to do his Fortnite dances and yeah, all that. Barcelona have lost their identity over the last like yeah. five seasons. They really have. Um, they're not, they're not but even like signings like Coutinho didn't make any sense oh, at the no. time either. Paulinho, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fairness, Paulinho was alright. Paulinho was actually a one for The thing is, Barcelona is a club who most of the transfers are controlled by the board, not the yeah. manager. Yeah. Um, especially they've they had a when Enrique left, they had a whole new board come in who have elected these managers who don't really know the Barcelona system. Uh, obviously, Setien is kind of like a Barcelona. Yeah, quite, I quite like Setien as an appointment. Quite thin, yeah, but Valverde was not. But yeah, I don't, I don't think Valverde, like Setien and Valverde, won't care for these stupid transfers the board are making. Bass style of play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, there, speaking yeah. of the board and so on as well, like they're coming up to a new. Uh, the elections are coming chairman, up, yeah. yeah and, and there's been a huge scandal recently. Um, the Barcelona have been allegations of uh, appointing a PR firm, firm to. Uh, basically ruin the reputations of big players, big uh, players who yeah. disagree with them like Messi, uh, PK, uh, and so there's on. There's also a Travi as well. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, Fonte, the, uh, one of the candidates to, for the election coming up, has uh, been a target of this as well. Um, so at the moment, Barcelona's a complete mess on and off the pitch. Um, their fans uh, cannot trust the chairman. Um, there's uh, players like Messi and so on are completely yeah. unhappy at the club. It's like you don't want the best player in the world probably of all time to, to be unhappy mm. uh, with the way things are going uh, also there's comments recently made about Eric Cavadal and so on as well yeah going back to Braithwaite as well Barcelona have kind of like safeguarded themselves so this doesn't happen to them so they come by from them because they put a 300 million euro pound buy out court a 300 million euro no buy out court oh, on, on Martin Braithwaite's contract no way <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I mean doesn't that solve the whole thing if we've got a problem with Johnny Men in Spain with buy clauses yeah, I, I reckon United will take that in the summer, by the way. I think, I think Leganes put like a realistic, like they'd be happy it's, to it's make 18 million off him, yeah, and it means yeah. someone would be stupid enough to buy him. When you're going down, though, like that's, I mean, the financial death, like. Maybe you should put about 18 million They sold Enesiri for 20 million to Sevilla, 20 million euros. Obviously, they'll sell Braith right now. It's 38 million euros, which is quite a lot for a club. Who will probably end up be going down? Um, I mean, essentially, like I think the rule is ridiculous that because Barcelona haven't built their squad properly, um, they they are allowed to go poach, basically offload their problem onto struggling side. It's not yeah. just that as well because um, they did um, send a quite a few of strikers from their youth team out on loan. And so they've still got strikers in their youth team and their B team. Um, uh, Abel Ruiz, who scored for Braga mm. against Rangers, he's on loan from Barcelona. Mm. So can they just recall him instead of wasting 80 million on Braithwaite as well? Yeah. Um, I wanted to get back to what you were saying about how other, this rule doesn't apply to other clubs. Well, other clubs can't afford to spend exactly. 18 million yeah. euros on a player. Yeah, it's a really subtle window, way yeah. of just giving an advantage to the richer clubs, being uh, the El Clasico teams. Um, so. Yeah. Also, like being being a fan of uh, Scottish football, you can see the bias that Celtic and Rangers get, and it's it's you know it's the same with the, the, the just favouring favouring the big clubs so that they're still happy. Also, just watching like I don't know watching a club this season that were uh, for quite a while have had a lot of injury problems, and like if if you know if we were able to just sign players exactly. from because because we had quite like however many players injured and we didn't have any strikers, I would you know it'd have been. Yeah. 
really could. It's just yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a ridiculous rule that you're it's allowed to well, sign players outside the window, especially um, as well that. The Gannis can't sign another player yeah, outside yeah. the window because yeah. it doesn't allow for your players being taken away. It just allows for injured players. This rule is, it is a ridiculous rule. Um, anyone else? Yeah. Um, so we'll go on to our final question of the night. Following Martin Braithwaite signing for Barcelona, can you name two other players that plays for both Barcelona or one of the other players who have played for Barcelona and Middlesbrough since 2009? Yeah. yeah, Victor Valdez. Victor Valdez, can you name the other one? Traore. No. No. Uh, yeah. Adama Traore. Yeah. yeah. And can you name the third one? What was another one um, Since 2009. This is very mm. obscure, this one. Who was the. Oh, he was. Giudinho, he went to Lyon and then Middlesbrough. That's oh, before 2009, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was also for 2002. Joyce Terry? Fabio Rockenbach. That's obscure. So Victor Valdez and Dama Traore were some of the other two answers. So thank you guys. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Kyle. And thank you, Marcus, for uh, being with me today. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And also to thank you to Chloe, our producer, and to thank you uh, to Jamie, who uh, made our fabulous new logo. Thank you for listening. <laughs>